Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Oh, Lord. Come on, somebody. Are you ready? Amen. We're going to be all up in there like old Redenbacher. We're going to be popping tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many love Jesus tonight? What a great blessing and privilege being here to, with you tonight. God's going to do great things. I feel God in this place. I feel God's going to do some great. Who knows what's going to take place? I'm looking at some chairs. I'm looking at this pulpit. See if I can jump on top of it. I don't know. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, God is good. The devil's a liar. And so is he. he's a fag as well. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Jesus is in the house. Can you say amen? Amen. Somebody told me a long time ago, you ain't going to go very far. And I said, according to you or according to who? And he says, well, according to me. I said, well, that just figures everything. That means I'm going to go a long way because God said so. And when God said so, amen, there ain't no period. Amen. It keeps on going through eternity. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Oh, glory to God. I feel like preaching tonight. Come on, somebody. Book of Daniel chapter 6. I was, uh, we were having a concert scene and I was having the concert scene, and, and I began to ask God, God, we're going to need a building. And, uh, uh, and I began to pray that way, and I began to say, God, I need a building. And, and so I happened to be passing by, right? I have just left her church, and as I'm going home, uh, all of a sudden I look on this building, and God says, I am going to give you that building. And I never thought anything else uh, about it. And uh, all of a sudden a month went by, two months went by. By, I saw that there was no activity there. And so as I keep going by there, uh, all of a sudden three months went by. There is no activity. There is a building there that God had told me a while back. As a matter of fact, um, seven months ago that he is going to give me that building. There was activity there. There was always activity there. And I said, okay, God, thank you. I will take it. And so I, all of a sudden three months by no activity, all of a sudden, God speaks to my heart. I'm passing by, going to church, and he says, it is yours. Now take it. So I was excited about that. I went to church, had a council meeting. I said, this is what I'm going to do. God says, uh, this building belongs to me, so I'm going to go in there and take it. Uh, Amen. I went in there, and we have been in there one year now, and the city gave us thumbs up and says, uh, I'm glad you took that building, uh, because understand, when God says it, it is said. Can you say amen? Everybody else said you cannot do that. You have to do all kinds of paperwork. You have to do all kinds of things. 
you better do this and better do that. Don't you know uh, this and that? Uh, and I began to start a rap group within myself, this and that and this, Anna, and that and this and that, Anna. And all of a sudden, uh, amen, uh, I began to hear the voice of God. Uh, he says, I want you now to take it. Uh, we have been in that building for a year. No rent, no pain of nothing, just utilities. Uh, and now it is coming. Uh, it belongs to the Door Christian Fellowship. Uh, when God says it is yours, it is yours. Can you say amen? There's times in our life uh, that God has told us, I want to give you this, uh, and I want to give you that. Uh, and all of a sudden, we begin to put all kinds of a comma on it. Uh, we begin to put, what if this happened, and what if that happened? We can start our own rap group. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, in the house, uh, what if this happened? What if that happens? Uh, you don't understand what I'm going. Oh, I'm going to preach. Just hold on. I know you got your Bible ready. Amen. And he said, what about this? And it stops us every time. Can you say amen? How many know tonight uh, that with God, uh, all things are possible? I want you to tell your neighbor, all things are possible. Now, when you said that, did you say it just as a cliche or did you say it because you meant it? Amen. Book of Daniel chapter 6. Is this my water? It's getting hot while I'm touching it. I'm full of the Holy Ghost tonight. Praise God. I was sharing with your pastor. Amen. But before, well, let's, I was sharing with your pastor. I was sharing, and I was telling him my first evangelistic international that I went to go preach overseas was Columbia. And as I went there, I went by myself. I was a young evangelist. I still am, but I just white more hair. But anyway, and, and as I went there, uh, I went by myself. I went to go preach for someone. And this person, uh, uh, they gave me a note. Uh, that was a note that was given to me. And they said, just give this address. You have to go through there and through there and through this and through all that. And to take you to the church. I went there. And uh, all of a sudden, this uh, man I was going to preach for was not in our fellowship. He was a, a man in open door in the 1980s at that time as I went to go preach there and into Colombia. And as I went there, I had this piece of paper in Spanish giving me directions how to get a place of a jeep and, and to take me to that church. I was a young evangelist, didn't really know much, still don't know much, amen. And uh, as I went there, I put on my suit. I went on with my briefcase. Uh, all of a sudden, it was uh, nighttime. Uh, they had, don't have street lights the way we do sometimes. Uh, and I'm walking in this place. I'm walking through alleys. I'm, I'm walking through all kinds of alleys. I had to walk almost a mile and a half, two miles, uh, amen, to find this place, uh, amen. All of a sudden, I'm, as I'm walking there, I'm just whistling. I'm going my briefcase all over the alleys. I'm just going amen not once did it dawn on me that i'm walking with a suit uh, and it was a drug infested place uh, all of a sudden they told me don't go they call it el calle rojo la calle rojo meaning the, the red zone or the red uh, place uh, amen of danger and and i was going to never thought about nothing i was just going my briefcase i'm going to look for this jeep someplace uh, finally i walked through all these alleys and finally there's a jeep up ahead uh, and all of a sudden there's about six seven men there uh, this is a jeep it's, it's open 
open on the top. It's got two uh, uh, benches, uh, one here, one there, and that's where you sit. All of a sudden, I went there. I got on the Jeep, gave him the little piece of paper. I told him, can you take me here? All of a sudden, uh, I'm sitting there with all these men that are there, uh, amen, on the street. I'm uh, with a suit, and they, they're just wearing what they wear. And, and he's taking me. I have no clue. I'm just uh, whistling. Uh, I'm laughing. Uh, I'm enjoying myself. I'm talking, witnessing to all these men that are there and tell them, man, what a cool breeze on this Jeep. I'm, I'm just telling him. And all of a sudden, uh, we get there. Finally, uh, amen, I preach there. I, I'm there. I finish preaching. And I'm waiting there for that pastor to give me a ride back to the motel. And he's gone. So I'm outside in the dark again. And I begin to say, God, what are you trying to tell me? I'm in the dark. I have to go find my own taxi. I'm walking again for about another mile to go look for a taxi. All of a sudden, this guy comes. He's got nails about this long. Amen. His steering wheel is a bolt. That's all it is. Amen. And I get on. I tell him I need to go to this motel. He's looking at me kind of funny, so I look at him funny. Amen. And he tells me something. I tell him back. You know, it's almost like the Johnny Cash. He looked at me, and I saw him. He saw me, and I saw him. Amen. So I begin to tell him, I want you to take me now to this. And, and don't take no long routes. I know the place. Amen. He took me there. Finally, I get in my room, and I'm just there enjoying myself. I'm in the room. Uh, amen. And all of a sudden, it dawns on me. Hey, they could have ripped me off. And I got this sermon, ruling, rule in the midst of your enemies. I want to preach. This evening out of the book of Daniel, chapter 6. God takes care of his own. Come on, somebody. I said God takes care of his own. <laughs> Are you ready tonight? Let's go ahead and start on verse 7. The Bible says, uh, all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes and the councils and the captains uh, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save the king, save the old king, uh, he shall be cast into the den of life. Not what is happening here. Uh, amen. I just had a thought. Uh, the Bible says these words in verse 7 that I just read to you. Amen. There is something that's taking place. Somebody's got an eye on Daniel. They don't like Daniel. Daniel it all. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The Bible tells you and I, amen, that we're always going to be in the midst, amen, but God always takes care of his own. Can you say amen? The Bible says that these men, in the beginning of that chapter, there's some men, amen, I call them, amen, whatever you want to call them, they walk funny. Amen. And they, they were there looking at Daniel. They were upset at Daniel. They were kind of jealous at Daniel. They were bugged. And they said, I know what we're going to do is make a decree and tell the king to sign it with his signet ring and to seal it with his signet ring that nobody ought to pray amen to any god only the only the king amen the king did not understand at that moment Daniel does not know that they're speaking about him Daniel does not have no clue that they're trying to conspire amen Daniel has no clue I came to my mind amen God spoke something in my heart said I go there are times in life that it is 
good that you don't know something. Uh, come on, somebody. Sometimes we're a people of class information, www.information.com. Uh, we got to know everything, anything, and everything. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, and the Bible says uh, that Daniel is there, has no clue uh, that they are, they are speaking this very words. Uh, they are making this decree. They bring it to the king. And the Bible says that as they made that in verse 7, that they said, if anybody else does, we'll cast him into the den of lions. Verse 8, now, king, established the decree and signed the writing, that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into the house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem and kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God and did a time. In other words, Daniel said, I don't quite care what they're signing. Amen. I know there's a God bigger than any other God. I know the one that I'm going to pray. It did not stop Daniel. Daniel, uh, from amen, doing something for God. There are times in our life that we get stopped, amen, because something takes place in our lives. Come on, somebody, amen. The uh, Bible says uh, that Daniel opened his window and he begins to pray and call upon God. Uh, he now knows exactly what is taking place, uh, but he knows who to go to. Uh, the Bible says uh, in verse 12, amen, uh, verse 11, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. In other words, it's not so much that they found him. They were watching Daniel and they said, we're going to catch him and we're going to set him up. And the Bible says that Daniel does what he's always done. Amen. He prays. And the Bible says they saw him and they go and tell the king. Verse 12, then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persia, and altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captive, of Judah regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but make this petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was so displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king and said to the king, No king that the law of the Medes and the Persians is, that no decree nor statue is a king may be changed. In other words, amen, the king was in favor for Daniel. But these men began to remind the king, you cannot change it. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, thy God whom you serve continue, he will deliver thee. There's something that happens, amen, with a person that keeps on persevering and pushing through in the kingdom of God. The Bible says that others watch. They also see. Bible says that the king immediately responds because he saw the lifestyle of Daniel. And he says, Daniel, the God that you serve, he will deliver you out of, out of the den of lions. Come on, somebody. Oh, glory to God. Somebody shout glory. So many people, Christians are like, boy, George, 
you don't really want to hurt me. You don't really want to make me cry. In Spanish, they call him Chiono Yoron. In another language, Bible says these words, verse 17. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said, O Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom you serve continually? able to deliver deliver you from the lions. I want to talk to you tonight about you can have what you can see. Come on, somebody. Understand that Daniel persevered. Somebody tell your neighbor, you got to persevere. you got to push through. Amen. There's always going to be something that is going to try to stop you. First of all, the God of peace shall crush Satan. Come on, somebody. Understand to wage effective spiritual warfare. We must understand spiritual authority. Come on somebody. It's spiritual authority is not forcing your will upon another. Amen. Understand the Bible tells you and I that God is God and God alone. Amen. When you have spiritual authority, you have established God's amen peace in an area that once was full of conflict and oppression. Amen. I have seen in my years of lifetime as preaching in the word of God, I have seen some people that are going full speed ahead and all of a sudden they're stopped. Amen. Because something has captivated them. Something has caused them to amen to stop. Maybe something of a feeling. Maybe something that is really real. But nonetheless it has put a stop. Can I tell you saying of God nothing can stop the hand of God. When a man dares to believe God to go forward there ain't nothing. No one. Nobody know how that can can stop. Come on, somebody. Amen. What God is doing. To truly be able to move in authority, we must first have peace. The apostle Paul taught in Romans 16, 20, and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Notice what he said. Somebody asked me, what did he say, preacher? That was kind of weak. Well, you don't understand. I'm captivated right now. I'm going to tell you, brother. Thank you. Listen now, he says. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. That means that's where he needs to be. The problem is sometimes he gets up here under your feet. 
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. When we maintain peace during warfare, it is a crushing death blow to satanic oppression and fear. Amen. In 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Let me tell you, beloved, what keeps the devil at bay is when you don't flip out, freak out, amen, or disjoint out. What freaks out the devil is when you have the peace of God that everything Oh, gonna be okay. Come on, somebody. Our victory never comes from our emotions or our intellect. I remember when I was in the military, 1972. I didn't know how to swim. I come from Grants, New Mexico. I know how to climb mountains. I know how to chase rabbits. And I know how to kill some elk. But when it comes to swimming, I had no clue. I'm in boot camp. It was during Vietnam. And they tell me you're going to have to learn how to go through swamps. And you better know how to swim. And all of a sudden, they took us all into this big old swimming pool. Very big swimming pool. I've got my helmet. I've got my backpack, my boots. I've got everything. Amen. A soldier carries his entrenching tool. Everything you could possibly. We're all in the edge of that swimming pool. And the DI is coming right next to us. He goes, do you know how to swim, boy? I begin to say, oh, I don't know how to swim just like that. He goes, Amen. Have you ever read about swimmers, how they swim? I said, yes, Joe Sergeant. It looks pretty smooth in the paper, doesn't it? It looks very good on the backstroke, doesn't it? It doesn't it, soldier. Oh, yes, Joe Sergeant. He goes, you're going to become professional. I'm going. My helmet ain't helping me none. I can't bail our water out. I'm in the water. I'm going down, down, down some more. I got my eyes closed because I don't want to see. Finally, I muster up enough to look up, and I notice that I'm way down. All of a sudden, I begin to, a panic begins to try to get a hold of me. And through the training, they told me, panic is what destroys many. All of a sudden, I'm on the bottom of that pool. I can't breathe no more. I'm like that. My helmet ain't moving either. All of a sudden, a thought came to me. Relax. Chill out. Be groovy. He goes, have, came in my mind, have you ever seen a frog? And I said, oh, I, I wonder if. Near death, you start thinking of frogs and stuff. Finally, I remembered squat down and push up. I squatted down, and I shot up like a torpedo, hit the top, <gasps> went back down. All of a sudden, I said, I can live with this. <gasps> went back down. All of a sudden, I said, but you can't kill no enemy that way. You have to stay up. Huh? Finally, I relaxed and started to float. A thought came to me. He says, so many people know how by writing all the, everything, how to swim, but it's not until you're in the pool. 
Amen. I learned to hold peace. In other words, I learned to be cool. You ever see people? Sometimes in life you see them in church, they're freaking out about this and freak out about that. All of a sudden, they freak out about this and they done already flip Zoid tomorrow because tomorrow ain't here yet, but they know what's coming tomorrow. Amen. And when they're freaking out, it's when there's nothing happening, they're freaking out about that. Amen. Some women are worrying about what they're going to wear tomorrow in the, in the year 2052. They're wondering what they're going to eat. Come on, somebody. They're wondering what's going to happen now in the United States. States. They're wondering this and wondering that. The last time I checked my Bible, God is still in control. Come on, somebody, and God will always be. Somebody needs to shout glory. Listen to what Paul tells to me. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Our victory never comes from our emotion, beloved, or intellect. Our victory comes by refusing to judge by what our eyes see or our ears hear and by trusting that what God promised will come to pass. If God said it, it's going to be done. Come on, somebody. I love this. The authority of Jesus. I really love this right here. I'm going to give it to you. Somebody said, give it to me. I'm going to. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27. The Bible says these words. And when he was entered into the ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Now, notice with me, the Bible says that Jesus was on that boat with his disciples. Somebody say, Jesus was right there. Come on, somebody. somebody come on, somebody say it. Come on now. Jesus was right there. Verse 25, and his disciples came to him and, and awoke him, saying, Lord, Lord, save us, we perish. Amen. They were saying, Lord, another translation, Lord, don't you care about us? You need to hurry up and get up. But the Bible, what blows my mind, that when the waves were coming over that boat, amen, Jesus was in the lower deck and he was asleep. Amen. The water did not phase him none. The storm did not phase him none. Come on, somebody help me. Amen. Nothing phased Jesus. But the disciples were all up there and they said, ah! 26, and he said unto them, Why are you so fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Jesus was asleep. Now, how can anybody sleep when your boat is about to go under? Come on, somebody. How can anybody, you might say, well, it's easy for you to say amen. It's easy for you to say, you ain't going through what I'm going through. You don't understand my situation. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't know what the judge said. You don't know what this said. You don't know what that said. You don't have no clue. It's easy for you to say, trust God, when I'm the one going through this thing. Come on, somebody. It's easy for you to say that. It's easy. How you doing, brother? Fine. What's the matter, brother? Nothing. I'm just going to pray about it. And we walk like this. Hey, what's happening, brother? Jesus is asleep. It's a storm, beloved. Have you ever been in a storm? You can't sleep in a storm. Especially if you're in the boat. 
Jesus is. But right here is where we all come to, don't we? I don't know how to pray. God never helped me. I don't Maybe I'm just full of sin that he just gets disgusted every time he sees me. I don't know. Every time I pray, it looks like I pray and it falls right there all the time. I don't know. I don't even think God's hearing me at all. How come they get blessed and I don't ever get blessed? <laughs> oh, I'm not bothered by it. I'm not bothered by it. I, I'm not bothered at all. Brother, I'm glad you're blessed. I guess God gave me this to deal with it. But you go ahead and be blessed. You just go right ahead and be blessed. Jesus immediately gets up. He says, why are you afraid? The reason they were afraid, beloved, is the same reason some of us get afraid too. We're afraid sometimes that your circumstance overcomes your faith. But the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Jesus tells you and I, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I was in Mesa, Arizona. I was preaching there for my brother Richard Romero, and this was about a few years back. And I get to the motel. It was in the evening. We had just finished eating, and I, there was nobody in the on the office area or the where you check in. So my alarm system started going off, and when that happens, I begin to kind of be observant and begin to look. I. All of a sudden, I hit the button to the elevator, and three guys and a girl are in that elevator. I go in. I'm getting to go in. They come out. I see this guy. Tell the other guy. So I said, uh-huh, that's, that's my alert system right there. All of a sudden, I hit the button. The door is closing. They're trying to open it. I put my foot there. Amen. They're trying to open it. I start going up. Amen. And I'm wondering, all right. Amen. Go back into technical, I mean tactical, amen, things like a soldier. So I begin to think, amen. They might be running up, seeing what floor I come to. So I'll fake him out. I went up, down, up, down, back, back up. Amen. And as I went up, I got into my room. And sure enough, they wanted to rip me off. But God had it all in control. Can I tell you tonight? God says, I give unto you power. In Pilate's court, a world stirred to an emotional frenzy by the powers of hell. A holy tranquility surrounded Jesus. Peace that was born out of his resolve to do God's will no matter what the cost. In a matter of moments, it was no longer Jesus who was in, on trial, but Satan, Pilate, and the nation of Israel and the world. They came into that place. Amen. Understand. Amen. Jesus can keep his peace in the midst. Why? Because understand somewhere in our lives, beloved, if there is something that can stop you, it will stop you. But if you understand who God is, Bible says that if you're going to do his will, you can overcome and God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Come on, somebody. Understand. Somebody needs to shout glory tonight. Satan's arsenal consists of such things as 
fear, worry, doubt, and self-pity. Every one of these weapons robs you of peace and leaves you troubled inside. Daniel is thrown into the lion's den back into our text. The king comes because he knows that Daniel served the living God. And no matter why, the king could not rescue him because God doesn't need no help. He comes. He loved Daniel. He was a good friend of Daniel. Daniel's down there in the lion's den. When's the last time you wrestled the lion just for fun? Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Daniel's in that den. And I said, God, let me feel what he went through. Better be careful what you ask God sometimes. I'm in there. You can see Daniel. Oh, Father, I thank you for this day, for they shall see your glory. You are a great God. You don't find Daniel. I am hearing these things. They have not been fed either. I don't have much, so they're all going to share me. You don't see him do that. Holy, totally in peace. All of a sudden, the lions come out. I don't be, I really believe the lions came and probably smelled him a little bit. I was in the airport in Columbia, and you're going through these things, and they didn't have those beeper things if you have any metal. And so they bring German Shepherd dogs. So all of a sudden, I'm there with my hands like that, and these dogs are just smelling me everywhere. And you just know how big their fangs are. If you make a move, they take a chunk off of you and make you littler in size. I don't know. And and they're just smelling me, and I'm just there. And I'm just, I ain't going to look at them either. I'm just there. They're smelling me. They're tugging at my suit, my, my pocket a little bit. They're tugging at it. I'm looking finally. They take off and go. Sometimes, here is the lion. They come, and I believe they came and smelled Daniel. Stalked him a little bit. And God says, okay, and what was Daniel doing? Three foot away. No. Father, I thank you. For you created the lions. Easy for you to talk about that, right? You ain't getting me around no chihuahua either. Huh? They're biting them. And they fell asleep. And Daniel used one of those lions for a pillow. God caused these lions to fall asleep. God caused these lions to say, we don't want to eat no Daniel. I think God's got a bigger meal for us. So we don't want to ruin our appetite. Every one of these weapons robs you of peace and leaves you troubled inside. In the network of your relationships, whenever you do not have peace, you have war. In Philippians 1.28, the Bible says, And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you salvation, that of God. Philippians 1.28, Without being frightened in any way, in the NIV, by those who oppose you, this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. Notice with me here the Bible says, that the king comes, I'm about to close right now. 
Verse 21, the Bible says, Then said Daniel unto the king, O king. He says it like this. O king, live forever. For God has delivered me, and I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. You're not falling for the lies of the devil anymore. Verse 22, my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouths. And they have not hurt me for as much before him. Innocency was found in me. And also before the O king have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Say it with me. He believed in God and the king commanded that they brought those men which have accused Daniel that they cast them into the den of lions them their children their wives their lion and the lions had the mastery of them they had a buffet that day and break all their bones and pieces and every every ever they came at the bottom of the den then king Darius rode unto all the people and nations and language that the dwell in the earth peace be multiplied unto you and make a decree that every dominion in my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel for he is the living God and steadfast forever and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth, rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. And who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Dar and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. God is able to make it all all come to pass. I've heard so many people. I know the devil said, I know, I know, I know, I know the devil. So I remembered the song. I tell people when they say, and I know, I know, I know, and I know, and I know, I know, I know. I know the devil's done told me things. Ain't no sunshine with him. And I know, I know. Brother, God's going to help you. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know, and I know. In Spanish, you'll say, you'll say, you'll say. Jesus refused to be influenced by any other voice than God's voice. Rest before rule in Psalms 23. I'm closing. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. David faced a lion and a bear and a giant. Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The battle you are in will soon become a meal to you, an experience that will cause you to be fruitful beyond comparison. Hmm. You hear what I said? I died in a church. A revival service. Cutting it short, I had broken my neck. I was wearing a halo. and I went to a revival. I was with six and a half months. I had to sleep sitting down. I had still, I've always wanted a halo. They put a steel halo on me. And I remember as to making a long story short, I went to a revival meeting in Gallup, New Mexico years ago. God says to prepare myself, I did. And I prepared myself. I heard his voice. I, he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. 
I said, okay, well. I told my brother in the back of me, and Artie, Pastor Aragon, Artie Aragon was there at that time, and you can ask him about it. And anyway, I told my brother, get me some water, and when I, the halo was already off, I had a little sponge thing over my neck after the six and a half months, and, and I went over there in the revival meeting, and I'm there, and I'm praising God. I'm excited. Um, my neck's okay. Everything's all right. And I drank the water, and I told him, now, when I finish drinking this water, I'm going to sit down, and I want you to hold on to my shoulders and don't let me go. My brother said, okay. I sat down, and I died that day. It was like a giant syringe went inside of my body and sucked me right out like I was nothing. When I came back, people were freaking out. I stayed calm. We went home with my wife. That evangelist that was there at that moment, his name was Tommy Miller. He's a nurse, registered nurse. He came to preach in Grants, New Mexico. I was there. and He calls me and he says, what happened to you? I said, I died. That's what happened. And he goes, yes, he did. He goes, I'm a registered nurse. I checked your pulse. You didn't have any. And he gave me these words, and greater things shall you do. Can I tell you, my God, glory to God, my God can do anything. So why do you fret? God can heal the brokenhearted. God can save and deliver the drug addict. God can put marriages together. Amen. God can do anything. All things are possible to those that believe. My God can deliver. God can give you a nation. God can give you whatever he wants. Can you say amen? Amen. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? But nay, I say, well, there is nothing too hard for my God. Come on, somebody. Understand. Oh, I feel like preaching. Amen. I'm here to tell you, saying of God. Amen. You're here. You're going through some times in your life. It's only to better you. Come on, somebody. But it's how you look at it. If all you see is a storm, quit making the devil that he's a midget. Make him look like a giant and start exalting God in the situation. And you shall see it come to pass. And you shall see the... Come on, somebody. Oh, you shall see the glory. Somebody needs to shout out glory. Hallelujah. Well, did you die spiritually or what was it? Physical, man. Hey. My God can do anything. You going through something right now? You don't understand. God does. He said, I'll make a table for you in the midst of your enemies. I'll give you a smorgasbord buffet. While everybody else is flipping out, you can be just be with me. There's some here today. You're in that boat and Jesus is there. And you're flipping out. But can I tell you, having peace in the midst of that conquers the satanic issues. I want you to praise God right now. Hallelujah. Let's praise him tonight. Let's give God praise. Listen to me, beloved, when I got that building, it was totally against how the world thinks. You cannot get that building. God says, I'm going to give you that building. I said, okay, God, I believe you. We've been in that building a year now. People are passing by, giving us thumbs up. God says, take it. I took it. One of the guys says, don't you think we ought to go to the city? I said, if you want to, go ahead. You need confirmation? Go on. 
I said, God, give him confirmation. So he can, he's freaking out, Lord. Give him confirmation. He's flipping right here. He's freaking out. The city told him these words. Sir, we're glad that you took that building. Be blessed. This is what they said. Truly must be God gave it to you. My God can do anything. Anything. He can raise the dead. He can cleanse the leper. He can heal the blind. Come on, somebody. He can cleanse the leper. He can cause anything to happen in your behalf as long as it's according to his will and purpose. God will further it on. The problem is the devil knows if he can blind you from the peace of God in your life, he will stop you where you're at. Some of you, you should be going forward, and you're just holding there because you don't know what happened. You want to live there? Is that what you want to do? You want to live right there, or do you want to get out of that pit and start looking at the sunshine. Amen. Come on, somebody. Let's praise God tonight. Hallelujah. I want every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? please visit our website at vvph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.